Welcome to Zen Mama in the Attic. This is Mary. This is Kate. We all have stories of addiction, relapse, and recovery of our own or the people that we love. They are powerful and they connect us. When we can step out of the shame and become vulnerable, it's a gateway to healing. Zen Mama in the Attic is a community of sharing that connects us, that gives us guidance to tap into our personal resilience. And together we heal. We can't stop the waves of struggle, but together we can learn how to surf. Hi, it's Mary. And this is Caitlin. We are sharing our first know. podcast with you <laughs> about addiction and from my eyes. In my eyes too. So a lot of us walk through addiction. A lot of us are touched in our lives by it. And we have been, whether you saw it coming or not. Um, some things arrive and this is one of those things that we've walked through. It doesn't matter your background, where you come from, um, poverty to, you know, people in mansions. It doesn't matter. What do they say? Addiction has no face, right? Right. Right. And I think those of us that are willing to walk out from behind our shame and share our stories, um, you know, it allows other people to be vulnerable and do the same and we know the numbers out there, and if we can show our faces, we can share and heal. And um, so we thought we'd share our story. Yeah, the good and the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, and, the ugly. and um, we're here to talk about it. And st- we've stayed resilient. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can help other people walk out from behind their shame and fears. Yeah, and just talk about it because we're still continuing to heal every day. Yep. It never ends. And, you know, if it's not an addiction to a substance, um, a drug or heroin, um, it could be an addiction to coffee, right? We all have addictive personalities. And I think, you know, we have to call that out and say that none of us are um, bigger than this. Mm, That's, yes. Yes. So I, um, as the mom, just want to share, you know, my perspective of, you know, all the hurt and all the healing that we've gone through. And um, Kate will share. Um, You know, being in it, the emotions, the disconnecting your emotions, the shame, all of that, the just what I guess it's taken me a long time to understand why I made the choices that I made because I didn't understand it and how easy it was for me to push out um, the connection I had with my family and, and tell myself it was okay to make the choices I was making. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure that we're not going to share anything that any of you who are listening haven't felt at some point right. in time. And I, I think we're also sharing because I mean, if there'd been a podcast out there for us ten years ago when right. we really got heavily into this journey, we I would have listened. Right, right. <laughs> at least you. Would've. But no, maybe people that are you know when I was walking the line between like you know you you can be heavy heavy in addiction. Yeah, so I probably wouldn't have. But when I was walking that line of like going back and forth. To have that help would have helped me. To have something to listen to and to turn to. Because there's not enough out there. Because there are different levels of addiction. And I think that there's a place where we, we're walking that line of using, maybe not every day. Or just, you know, just you know, living our lives but still using. You can, you can still get away before you lose everything and get that deep. And we need more out there to help those people. Yeah, to pull you up and... I also think our story is um, also showing that there still can be love and forgiveness, yes, right, and togetherness. Yes. And 
I think probably there were times for both of us when we weren't sure we'd come back. Yes, from, well, that's very true. Yeah. And so even though, you know, we're sitting here together doing the podcast, um, we've had many experiences that we've been sitting on different ends of the fence. Yeah. 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 And so, um, like, if it's walking into a courtroom. Right. Or walking into to the school or a social workers or a friends or family or, right. I don't know, meeting at the park. Right. Um, there's always like my story that I have about what that experience was like and right. and then my story of you know how that was for me. Yeah. So together we just thought we would share yeah, and, share our uh, stories from each side and maybe some resiliency tools. Yes. And so we'll share some episodes together and maybe individually um and so people can choose to tune yeah. in to what's real and relevant to them. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. We're kind of making it up as we go. As we go. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that life, right? Right. We have no like real book that tells us exactly um, how it's going to go. And man, the world's changing right now a lot. Yeah. We would have known that we wore masks in everywhere, right? Right. So, so many changes. Um, but I believe probably from what I've read, addiction's higher than ever. Definitely is. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but so is love and hope. Yes. Yes, it's no Disney story, but there is a happily ever after. Yeah. It can be. <laughs> right. I think one of the things is that we've been in the darkness. Yeah. Yep. And we together sometimes and separate sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think we've both learned that those places that we're afraid to go into, which yeah. we might not numb, right? Right, right. The um, numb. Yeah. Um, but if you can allow yourself to sit with the the fear or whatever's behind the pain, that. Yeah. yeah. The shame. Yeah. The hurt, all of that. Then, I don't know, those have ended up being the biggest lessons in my those life. Those are. And that's where the turning points usually are. If you can sit with it, accept it, and learn from it, use that knowledge to turn your life around. Right. And we continue to numb it. Just, you just, it's never ending. You gotta numb it in another couple hours. Another, and then you gotta come up with the money and the, chasing it's no fun right it's never ending well we jumped right in there so let's back up a little bit and we'll just share a little about who we are sounds great yeah so i'm mary as i said and um yeah i'm the mama of three adult children and uh, my seven grandchildren call me toots and yeah we live in rural vermont raised our kiddos there um, while I worked as a healthcare provider at a academic uh, university hospital, and yeah, we had a we had some fun. My kids were active and athletic, and life was pretty simple, but it was good. Um, for me, I um, am a seeker. I'm always looking for our purpose and um, what I'm supposed to be doing in this world. And early on, I realized our healthcare system was kind of broken. I've been in it for about three decades, but um, early on, I started studying alternative medicine, Eastern medicine, energy medicine, and I'm a yoga and mindfulness meditation teacher. And that was for my personal well-being, just riding the waves of um, raising children and um, dealing with life's normal ups and downs. 
I don't think I realized how much I would need those tools to pull on to stay resilient um, when about 10 years ago, life shifted um, when, you know, my oldest daughter told me she was a heroin addict and she needed some help. And um, yeah, overnight became um, responsible for holding our world together and the world of her four kiddos as we began that journey of um, recovery, which come to find out has a lot of deviations. <laughs> Not black and white. No. At all. Um, well, I'm Kate, a recovering addict um, of many, many years. By looking at me, you would not think that, or by knowing my background and the way I was raised. You know, I'm a cute girl, um, really outgoing personality. People seem to gravitate towards me and, you know, share their whole life stories and always want my um, my two cents about their situations. Um, like I said, my childhood was amazing, one that you would dream to have or dream to give to your children, um, with a great, a large family, many strong women to look up to, great role models. Um, but then there's this dark side that I couldn't deal with growing up, and I covered with this anxiety and insecurities and feeling of I didn't belong and fit in, and like I was playing this role in this life, but it wasn't me. Um, so the first time that I used a substance, I was like, oh my God, is this normal? Is this what it feels like? I love this. I don't, you know, I feel like I can just, I can do life. Um, and so I did the whole dabbling and then I was a functioning addict for a long time. And then I was just a full blown addict that, you know, you think of when you think of addiction and addicts, um, you know, and it's been many years of off and on using, trying to get, get it right and you know jail and rehabs and trap houses you know like nothing fun but you know I pulled it together and every take every day for what it is and just know that I made it through another day yeah that's all we can ever do any of us really is make it through one day at a time but recovery definitely shows you that you kind of have to give it up to something bigger than you have to, you have you to know? just give it up to the universe and just, you almost just have to, to literally say, I give up. I'm done fighting. Please help me. Yeah. And let the, and you know, let the universe and the energies let guide you the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, Kate and I have shared a lot, but there's a lot I don't know about her journey. Um, and a lot that I think will be shared about both of ours. Mine yeah. more from a, like, how do you stay resilient? How do you hold your family together? How do you hold space for love and forgiveness um, and understanding? Right. And I'll... and you've had a lot more time to sit with all that. Right. And, and journal along the way. Right. When I was definitely not at the place to be doing that. So I think for me, it will bring up some stuff that maybe I didn't even recognize before and be able to process and help with my recovery. Yeah. And I, and our hopes is that those of you listening, you know, you'll you'll maybe uh, open some place in your heart a little bit around understanding. Right. Also just to hear some validation because yeah, we'll right. laugh, but you know, we we might shed a few tears here also because my god, this is the hardest stuff I've walked through is mm-hmm. walking beside my daughter and 
understanding how to let go um, of really owning her outcome and that all I could really do was take care of myself, right? right. And, and I think for you, it was also letting go that it wasn't you that created it. Absolutely. For so long, yeah. you always felt like it was something that you did that raising me right and just having realizing that has nothing it doesn't have a face like it doesn't matter how you were raised it just is what it yeah. is yeah I mean I think sometimes it matters yeah no definitely right but I think that there there's I just know from the from an addict standpoint there's a lot of people with these good backgrounds that still just struggle yeah and I think you bring up a really good point I think um it is really important for all the mamas out there to know regardless, like, if you're doing the best you can, you can right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing the best you can. And that's right. all there is to it. And sometimes, I know I've had mothers that have children that are struggling call me and tell me, like, what's happening and this is what I've done. And, you know, and then all I really can say to them is you've done everything you can. And, right. And I think as a parent, that's like a huge sigh of relief. Like, we're so fearful of the ultimate scary outcome. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and also, I think just the thoughts of the situations you're in, and I, I hope to shed a little light on the darkness that I think we carry around when we're walking beside you full of fear of yeah. what you're up to. Right, so then you become almost an enabler because, like, I see a lot of parents or family members be- become enablers because they're like, well, at least if they're near me, and I know that they're okay, even though I'm feeding their addiction, at least I know that they're okay. Yeah. But you're making their addiction worse by feeding it. Yeah. Um, because now they have the, you know, the means to get the drug. Whereas, so now they're doing X amount. Whereas if. Yeah. It's not that know, black and white. And we'll, we'll walk through our story piece by piece. And, yeah. Cause it's definitely an unfolding journey of, um, being able to understand that your boundaries are really strong. They're so important. Lessons of love. They really mm-hmm. are signs of love rather. Yeah. They're not, like pushing away in the sense no. of I don't but when care. you're deep into the if you have a family member that's an addict right now they're not going to see it as they're going to be like oh wow what a bitch or whatever but once you finally get over and you're ready to become clean you're going to realize that those boundaries is what help push you to get clean because you want your family yeah you know and if your family you're not allowed to be you don't have those relationships with your family because of your addiction that's going to be one of the reasons to push you to get clean yeah and I think that um, I think we, we spoke once, um, we were speaking to a group of healthcare providers and yeah. we were, um, I think you shared that, you know, it honestly saves the relationship a little bit when you can set those boundaries because there's so much hurt that, yes. you know, in lying and I mean, I'm grateful that those boundaries were set yeah. because yeah, I feel like they're our relationship might not ever come back to where it was if you had been next to me when I was really at my worst. Yeah, and I think it's, as a parent, one of the hardest things we have to do, whether it's that our kids are um, grown up and fly in the nest and we have to let them go and and flounder a little bit. And when it comes to addiction, you know, you're so afraid. You're so afraid of the outcome uh, being death. Yeah. Um, that you are, I think it prevents a lot of people from setting that boundary, mm-hmm. but at some point you really, um, we needed to, and maybe we had the children with us that we couldn't right. keep having them go back and forth to emotionally for, and, and, you know, also just keeping them safe. So that helped us set some boundaries, but you know, we'll talk about all of that just to help those of you that are walking through the, you know, if you have to foster your grandchildren for a bit or even adopt them, which we did ultimately mm-hmm. do just because Kate wasn't there yet. Um, 
but you know we've done a lot of co-parenting and yes yeah and it's just more love going around right they have more people that love them and yeah no and i think that we will talk about that because um i was a stay-at-home mom and the kids really didn't spend any time away from me so i had to learn to let go of that so that was hard and i think that fueled some of my addiction for a little bit rather than dealing with it i numb that you know yeah i do think we'll talk about that yeah, this po- that's podcast. Of yeah. Now I see how lucky they are to have so many loved people, loved ones. But getting through that, hurdle. yeah, and the shame and oh you know gosh, yeah. the embarrassment, all of it. There's so many emotions, but mm-hmm. um, but I think as we said early on, um, I think we'll share those pieces that stand out in both of our minds of our journey, um, and then I think there, you know, there's some of you out there that will just. Um, want to hear and get some insight and just some like validation right right um but also again I want to go back to like the resiliency and the hope and um I know I've had so many incredible moments through this journey of gratitude of of things that have come into my life I wouldn't have had if I didn't have the journey with with the kids and with you and, yeah. um, yeah. And how do we stay hopeful in a world that addiction is a huge problem? Right. Um, and you know, for us, we're just throwing this podcast out there so we can, you know, it was as one of my yoga mentors said to me, it's kind of a karmic two by four beside right. the head. When this came into our life, uh, my life unexpected, yeah. Kate had been living with it silently for right. a long time. For very, very, very long yeah, time. Yeah. That we didn't even know about until, you know, heroin came in and you can't hide that. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like, again, we'll continue to share um, our tools of resiliency. And I think the yeah. fact we're sitting here together. Yeah, that says a lot. It says a lot. And how, um, and as you hear our journey, you might be surprised we could get here. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's definitely for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people will be very intrigued by our And I think it'll be interesting story. to learn about the very, the, the different turning points for you in your yeah. recovery when you decided to step into recovery over and over again. And and when the relapse happened and what contributed to that, I know I'm I'm curious about that. And for me, I think a lot of people walking beside someone they love, it's like, how do you protect yourself? How mm-hmm. do you still hold space for love and forgiveness and hope? And um, I do a lot of work with people on stress resiliency. And so I have a lot of tools I'd love to share around um, how to stay resilient and how we have so much within us to, um, to be well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So. It's a hard journey, but it can, be, it, it can be brought to the other side for sure. Yeah. I mean, this is life. Life is full of struggle. Yep. You can't get life, you know, you can't get through life without it. And one no. of the wise sages says, if you don't have struggle, then you're not alive. So right. at least we're all alive because right. we're still struggling. Right. Yeah. Feel that pain and struggle. You know, it's life's going. I'm still alive and kicking. Right. Um, and really we create our own struggle by grasping and really thinking we have control. It's so true. Yeah. So, so true. We'll talk about that. Like maybe a little bit in a spiritual sense of yeah. how that contributed to turning points for, for both of us. Yeah. And 
Just so you know, we're sitting in a car. Oh, yeah. Yep, because this is the, the one place. <laughs> There's no kids around and it's quiet. So, you know, we're just... Um, Even make... though they were yelling to us as we were getting in the car. <laughs> Where are you going? We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> so those of you that have kiddos and are just trying to juggle life, you know, and do something meaningful, yeah. which we feel like this is uh, something we're meant to be doing. So we're... Yeah, I want to yeah. help other people. Yeah, and hear your stories too. And... Yeah, I'd love to hear other yeah. people's stories. Yeah. Yeah, there's all in the, you know, I, I have to live with addiction every day in the fight. So hearing other people's stories can help. Maybe you are in recovery, doing great, but like you, you could slip up tomorrow, but hearing someone else's story and knowing that, that maybe that could lead you down to that, even though you would never imagine it. Yeah. You know, you're not alone. No, I think we all need to know we're not alone and, um, yeah. And we are starting, we'll have a Facebook page. It's going to yep. be a private page you can join and that's a conversation that we'll have there there'll be tools there there um to share but also just so we can all share right, right? and help each other, each other. yeah and just get behind like the shame behind it all the people can step out and just be who they really are it took me a long time to get there but i finally like am okay with who i am and it's like like me or don't like this is who i am and i'm okay with myself i can act goofy or whatever when i wasn't like that for a very long time yeah I, like really was not comfortable in my own skin yeah and, so what does it take to get to be free right. in that way and hopefully it's not numbing yourself but a lot of people are doing it that's what most yeah there's so many not most, yeah. but so many people that do that and um so, I mean, a part of me is curious, like, what what sort of movement can we start through this work? Right. We know that there's no, like, real cure going on around addiction out there. So what is it that we need to shift right. as a the society? The only cure, cure is the peers and us people that can step out and be like, it's okay, you know? Yeah. This is what I did. This is what I did. And everyone can take a little bit from each person's story and maybe put what works for them in their life and be able to be okay. Yeah. And together we rise. Exactly. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Yeah. We'll um, be posting probably a podcast a week. And yeah, yeah we'll see where this goes. Um, we're excited to be with you and um, have a great day. Yeah. See you later. Hey, thanks for joining us for this episode and being part of our extended family. Be sure to check out Zen Mama and The Addict on our Facebook and Instagram page and hope to hear some of your stories. And remember, we can do hard things and the purpose of life is to be happy. So find what feels good and do more of it.